Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy State of the Union Day. <laughs> uh, are you going <laughs> to watch it tonight, Bill? You know, you're not the only one that's asked me that question. And my answer was, hell no! <laughs> I mean, you know, what's Joe going to do? Oh, the State of the Union is great. Uh, jobs are up. The economy's up. Yada, yada, yada. BS, BS, BS. I'm running for president again. The thing is, usually when you watch the State of the Union, they show shots of, like, uh, judges and stuff like that in the audience. And I remember a few years ago, they did one where they showed one of the judges falling asleep uh, during the speech. And I think the difference this year will be that it will be Joe that will be falling asleep in the middle of the speech. Well, <laughs> along you know, with his audience. If the State of the Union is going to be anything like the Grammys were, yes. you know, I think all he's all hell the almighty red one because, um, boy, that was a satanic, uh, satanic. Oh, my ritual. gosh. If you haven't seen pictures of the, uh, of the Grammys, and by the way, there's a good chance you didn't see the Grammys because it was down six million viewers from 2020. That's like uh, three years, folks. Six million viewers is a heck of a lot. And uh, they they had a section in there where one of the artists, Sam Smith, was dressed as Satan, and all of his singers were dressed as devils. And uh, the whole set was red, and they were performing simulated sex during the scene. And it was uh, it wasn't like subtle about its uh, salute to Satan. It was a salute to Satan. And then at the end of the segment, at, as soon as the segment ends, they cut to uh, the Grammys are brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> Honest to goodness, I'm thinking to myself, oh, come on, you've got to be kidding. You can't write this uh, stuff and make it up. You know, and and as uh, a conservative, I could say, you know, it'd be really funny about this whole joke if Jill Biden was the presenter of that, <laughs> that particular would, piece. That would be really funny. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Wait, she was. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. And she got a standing ovation for, you know, finding the opening in the curtain to crawl through. <laughs> she comes out, you know, maybe maybe it's because she has so much experience like singing in the the shower or something. I don't know. Uh, Who knows? But she was the presenter, I think, of the best song of the year. And I thought, well, I mean, they had a choice between like having having Smokey Robinson give it. He was saluted, by the way. Uh, Smokey Robinson give it. And they they chose Jill Biden instead. But Jill has so much more experience in the music business. Uh, you know, Smokey is such a great uh, performer and writer. And I remember the, you know, the, there was an old bit about, oh, but dad, it's Smokey, you know, you're yep. driving along in the car and it's Smokey that comes on the radio. Oh, but man, it's Smokey. You know, he he's a cool cat. <laughs> yeah. You know, but this, uh, so somebody had to go, yeah, but you know, it's Dr. Jill. That's true. Well, what do you, you have a choice, Smokey? Or Dr. Jill. Come on. Or Dr. Jill. Let's take Dr. Jill because she'll present the Satanist. Yes. She's married to the devil. She did, I think, present the award to to the song Unholy. You you know, these people, you couldn't make this stuff up. And by the way, friends, uh, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's a duck, right? So if if they're promoting and dancing to Satan, 
there's a good chance they believe what they're saluting. Do you know what I'm well, saying? Well, let's go back in time, not too far back in time. We don't even have to get in the Wayback Machine for this. Okay. We can just go back to Christmas. Okay. And Jill and Joe, you know, with the mantle, and uh, they didn't have the Christmas wreath in the background. What did no. they have? I think, now you're right. I, I got to remember what it was. What was it, Bill? Tell me. I, 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 I You catch me like this. You told me about catch, this thing. You but it catch was like, me all the, all the it, time. It was a satanic thing, yes. you know, that, yes. uh, that, that they had there because they didn't have anything religious. And, you know, Joe can't say God. If you I ever know. get a chance, Dr. Joe, ask him if he could say, Joe, can you just say this word to me? When he goes, God. one nation under under, well, you know that you know, thing. You know, you know the guy because he yeah. doesn't want to burst into flames. <laughs> exactly. If he says the word, he's in trouble. Yeah. He, but then he he'll really turn around. Because, but, yeah. but then he'll turn around and say, you know, I'm a good Catholic. I'm a practicing Catholic. You know, I love that practicing part. I think he's practicing and he's not doing too good with his, his lessons because he sure isn't no. pulling it off. Well, so, he's not a God-fearing man. He could never say he's a God-fearing man. He probably is a God-fearing man, knowing that there is a God, but he doesn't worship God. He worships the almighty Satan. And, and, and you know, know Anybody who can do what he is so obviously done, and that's to uh, turn on his own country, to, to be a traitor. I mean, I don't know how to—there's no subtle way in saying this. If you have your son going over and he's selling access to you— and you are doing things under the table for one of our enemies, isn't that the definition of a traitor? I mean, isn't that a traitor? Yeah. Hey, look, there's there's new revelations every day, even stuff going back to Afghanistan. When we left everything there, I forget who it was, who it was one of the world leaders, yeah. got a bribe from Joe to stay out of this. It's like an $11 million bribe, and I'm like going, oh my Joe... Gosh. I'm telling you, sooner or later, it's going to come out that Joe made money off of leaving the hardware behind. It's creeping up on his ass. It's going to bite him real soon. And, you know, anything that he's done, whether it's good or bad, he profited from. That family profits from. They hide the money. And, you know, they say, follow the money. The Bidens are very... Uh, nefarious when it comes to dirty deeds. You would think that when the posse is hot on your tail and they're really close to getting you, you would think that they would maybe offload some of the the junk try or try to make them look like they're less guilty. But not this crew. This crew, they're... They're so blatant about it. I mean, we talked about this uh, yesterday. When he went up to New York State on on uh, Saturday, he flew up mm -hmm. an Air Force One with Hunter. He and he didn't yeah. care. He didn't care who knew it. He said he was up there on personal business. Didn't tell us what it was. I mean, he he flew the government jet using government fuel and taxpayer funds to fly from Washington D.C to uh, New York State, I think it was in the Syracuse area, mm -hmm. and it was for his own private business, they said. He could have done this on a Zoom call. He could have picked up the phone. He could have done any number of things, but no, he had to fly up an Air Force One 
with uh, yeah. with somebody who's being investigated right now, his son. Right. And, you know, you're an hour away from a major, well, not even an hour, 45 minutes from a major military installation. Uh, you're probably less than an hour from the Canadian border where you go across St. Lawrence. And I'm like going, could he have been meeting with somebody, maybe his handlers from a foreign country, to see how we sit there and dance around this balloon thing that's gotten out of hand because finally somebody saw it and it became it 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 it, it saw the light of day and they're going, okay, we got to save face on this. Those balloons were here for a reason, and now there were at least three up in, in the air in the United States. We we know we shot one down. We think we shot two. What happened to the other one? There is another one that now China admits was down in Latin America, and it's their balloon, and they're going, well, it's straight off course. Well, do you know where it's going? Do you know what they say it's going? They say it's headed for our southern border. Honest. Mm -hmm. You can't make this stuff up. Uh, Representative Mike Waltz uh, was uh, talking about uh, the balloon, and he had this to say. You know, I do think this is spin on the Biden White House's uh, part to say, well, it happened back then. They didn't shoot it down, and, and therefore to justify their dithering and inaction here. My office has been briefed by the Office of Secretary of Defense and the current Pentagon that it happened over Florida, it happened over Texas, uh, and that it's happened before. We have more detailed questions, but what's unclear, Stu, and this is the key point, is did the Pentagon under the Trump administration brief the Trump White House and give them the option to take action, or did they decide not to brief them for whatever reason? And there's some speculation. I've talked to Trump White House officials over the weekend that the Pentagon deliberately did it because they thought Trump would be too provocative and too aggressive. Uh, so that's what we need to get to the bottom of. And one person I'm waiting to hear from that we haven't heard from in that whole list is former Secretary of Defense uh, and General Mattis, uh, who was the secretary during this time period. What did he know and what did he decide to pass on and brief to the president? Okay, so he says he was briefed by people who would be in the know from the Pentagon who said that uh, Mattis knew about uh, the balloons, the other balloons in the Trump administration, but didn't tell Trump because they felt that Trump would be too aggressive. Never a decision, by the way, that he should have made. Uh, it wasn't something that he should have held. But I have a tape now, a short tape from uh, General Mattis from yesterday. Right. He was on stage. The mic uh, is a distance from him. Listen very carefully. You'll hear him say uh, he didn't hear anything about a balloon. Listen. I don't mean to make light of it, but don't, don't worry that he suddenly was able to find things out. Satellites that are up in low Earth orbit weren't spotting already. Um, you you got to wonder, was it stupidity or left hand not telling the right hand what they're doing? Why the Chinese chose that time to do it? But, uh, you know, I'm going to tell for any of you young guys in the audience, if you want to make four-star general, fight enemy generals dumber than a bucket of rocks, okay? <laughs> but in this case, um, I would still say it's serious, and, and but I wouldn't get overly worried at all about it. But there are some questions we all as Americans need answered, I think. You know, did it really happen during the past administration? Because there doesn't seem to be anybody from the past administration who's aware of it. I'm not for the first two years of that administration. All right, a lot of noise there, and not, not the best quality, but he said, did it happen during the past administration? Not to my knowledge. 
That's James Mad Dog Mattis denying that he knew anything about any of these balloons that they're talking about. So what's happening is the rats are, are, are scurrying off the ship. Uh, mm-hmm. you, someone's telling Waltz, uh, the congressman, that the Pentagon knew and Mattis knew. And now Mattis is on stage saying, uh, I he's didn't know dancing. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing a little dance as fast as he can. Here's what we've learned from this. Yeah, they're all telling on each other, but the telltale is this has been going on for quite some time. There's been intelligence gathering by China to, with our knowledge that has been going on, Joe's known about it. Joe is on the take. And I think that he met in uh, New York with somebody from China going, okay, we got a mess here. We'll put it out over the ocean. We'll kind of hold back. We'll shoot it down, go retrieve your junk, and get it out of here so we both save face. But now we've got the one down in Latin America. They're weather balloons. They're weather balloons, the Chinese spokeslady says. And uh, don't don't touch them. Uh, I'm sorry, but this is an act of aggression. This is an act of war. And we have treasonous in our government. And they don't tell the president. I think Joe knew because... He's a president. He's a horse of a different color. I don't care if it was a weather balloon or not. If a weather balloon strayed into Chinese airspace, they'd blow it out of the sky five seconds after they spotted it. And they wouldn't care. They don't they wouldn't care whether it was over Beijing. We need to sort this mess out. We've got a problem in the White House of elected officials that aren't what they appear to be. We have a problem in some of our military leaders that are not what they appear to be. Now, there are some good guys in there, and they sure as hell better just go ahead and say, you know what, it's time. It's time to sit there and stop this bus and fix it. This is the and deep let's state. weed out the rats. This is the deep state that we all talk about. People say, deep state? What's the deep state? There's a bureaucracy in Washington, D.C., that doesn't get elected, which means they don't get replaced every two or four years. They're there no matter who's in the Oval Office. and They run the country. They've come to think that they got the power, and the occupant in the Oval Office is just a visitor. He's on his way through. And in some, in some ways, they're right. And that's maybe in some ways a weakness of our system. Some people will say, no, it's a strength. Because we constantly have the power to remove people who aren't doing a good job. And that's true. But Well, what if the people go- that are uh, in the permanent well, wait a second. positions are bad? There's, there's got to be a way to remove the deep state. There's got to exactly be a way right. to get rid of the... Maybe when a president is removed, everybody in positions of power have to be replaced too. In Washington, people may say, well, that'll cause disruption and make our country and government unstable. I don't think, I think we're stronger than that. I, I, I really do. I think that we have a, a stronger government. Maybe we should start looking at the people who are pulling the strings behind the scenes and, uh, and maybe make some changes. You know, life is a conveyor belt. Business is a conveyor belt. You get on at the front end, but there is a point of exit on that conveyor belt. And we need to expedite that conveyor belt yeah. for the deep state. So, in other words, there is no permanent fixtures in the White House. Now, how do we safeguard against somebody going, let's 
you know, they'll, they'll infiltrate, infiltrate, and we come become a socialist state. Well, they're doing that anyway. Yeah. So we've got to sit there and rethink. I'm not saying tear apart the Constitution and everything, but I am saying some aspects of longevity, term limits, you know, have got to change. I was looking at the Constitution last night. I lead a very boring life. I sit around, pull out the old Constitution, read it. Um, but it is a, a book right here. It is seriously a masterpiece. Yes, it is literally <laughs> a masterpiece. I was reading it and thinking, my God, this is written 250 years ago. And it's still right on the mark. It still talks to us. When I hear people say, well, it's a living, breathing. No, it isn't. It doesn't have to be a living, breathing document. A living, breathing document makes it sound like it can change and morph. You don't have to change and morph this document because it, it, it stands on its own merit right now. It is a real, well-written document. It talks to all of the issues that we need to talk to about having a government that has a, a solid framework, you know? And, uh, but the problem we have now is we have, like we've said before, we have these people in government who they, some of them raise their right hand and say that they will follow the Constitution they and don't. defend it, and they don't do it. And I look, by the way, to the left. I look to the socialists in Congress right now, and we have a cesspool of socialists in Congress right now. We call them representatives. We call these people uh, congressmen. But, my God, some of these people that have been voted in, they are they're worse than the worst socialists. I mean, they, they look to tear down that Constitution. If you read the Constitution and take the words at face value, right, it protects everybody, no matter the color of their skin. Yep. It re it protects everybody and their given rights, whether it's male, female, transgender, or whatever you are. It does protect reproductive rights and a woman's right to her body. Now, you're going, no, it, it doesn't say anything about that. No, think about this now. This thing has been you know, misread, misaligned, and what they're doing is they're inventing. Interpreting. They're inventing. Yeah. They're inventing language to sit there and tear it apart because if they can tear this apart and take away the Constitution right. and they control you, you have, ladies, you have the right to your body. But, you know, what they're not telling you is they're trying to, to say, hey, go out and... Uh, have a good time. And men are responsible, too, in the in this reproductive thing. You know, there's a, there's a certain point of self-responsibility, and they take that out of the Constitution. They take that out of the Bible, too, you know. They, they do try to warp the, the different amendments and articles in the, uh, in the Constitution. I'm talking about the other side. That's why when we talked about when they say it's a living, breathing document, they're trying to say, well, it really means this. No, no, it means exactly what it says, okay? You don't have to bend the sentences and add your own wording because it's not in the Constitution. It, this is what it means. If you read the 13th mm -hmm. Amendment about slavery, it's, it's specific. but It's about a paragraph long. The 13th Amendment, the Emancipation Amendment, right? It's nothing major or 
uh, long-winded and drawn Very out. Very simple and straightforward. Yep, exactly right. Um, and they've taken liberties to add to it, malign and twist. And hell, look at uh, look at uh, Kamala Harris when she referred to, you know, the 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 Constitution and and things in there. She omitted words. She added things of course. in. Yeah, you know, to to sculpt her narrative. Uh, sorry, Kamala, you do not have the right to rewrite the Constitution, nor do you have the knowledge. Here, you're a five foot two woman that sat there and had to order new desk chairs because the chairs that were in the White House in your in your office don't fit a woman of your height. How huh. much BS is that? Well, now they're looking to uh, get rid of Carmela. Have you heard that? The latest thing is the Democrats don't want her to be the next president. Don't let the door hit her in the butt on the way out. Which, by the way, Bill, says to me, uh, the Democratic Party, which is supposed to be so tolerant, right? They sound like they're the first party to have uh, a minority woman in the second chair, but they don't want to put her to the first chair. You know? This is. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Are they playing the race card? Yes. They and the female play- card? Yes, they certainly they are. are. Yes. No, not the Democrats. Yes, they are. I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't kid oh, you. I've lost all faith in everything now. The Democrats. I know, the Democrats. Yes. Oh, those damn rats. It's hard to believe, I know. Um, what's interesting, I was listening to a, a segment. I have it here. Uh, uh, it was on Mark Levin's show over the weekend. He had uh, Victor David Hansen, who was Victor Davis Hansen, I'm sorry, uh, a very, very, very smart guy. You probably have seen him. He is, uh, I think he's with the Hoover Institute. He's one of these guys that just every everything he says like sounds like the last draft of a well-written book, meaning you know how most writers will write something and then they'll write it again and write it again until it's perfect. He says yeah. something and it sounds perfect. But he's talking about, and this is so true, Bill. Listen, the when we were younger... It was the anti-establishment who were trying to make the the woke decisions in our society. Now, mm-hmm. in our society today, we have the establishment. I mean, the CEOs of corporations and people with uh, power, they're the ones who are trying to make our society woke. Listen. I've recently written a piece called The Establishment is the Revolution. I thought this is a particularly brilliant piece. The Establishment is the Revolution. What do you mean by that? I mean, if you look at in the 60s, people were marching on the campus president's office to demand change. Now the campus president is the one that's suppressing free speech. Norman Mailer wrote a novel, Armies of the Night, that were going to march on the Pentagon for social change, etc. But the Pentagon's inaugurating, you know, everything from subsidized transgender surgeries to hunting out supposed white rage and white uh, supremacy in the ranks on its own, by its own volition. I could go on, Mark, but I guess all the institutions themselves, whether it's Disney or American Airlines or where I work, Stanford University, they're agents of revolutionary change and they have enormous wealth, power, reputations, influence. So it's a top-down woke revolution, uh, the establishment against us, the people. So the establishment, the words are almost... um 
contradictory, but it makes sense. The establishment is the revolution. In other words, these are the people who are upending our society. These are the people who are promoting, uh, I'll call it, anti-white racism. These are the people who are stereotyping minorities. These are the people who have the borders open in the most outrageous uh, immigration policies this nation has ever known. These are the people who reject capitalism and embrace socialism. These are the people who are brainwashing our children and going after the parents and, and going after pro-lifers. And, the, and they never had to raise a finger in violence, you're saying. They just do it. They just do it. I mean, the last four directors in succession of the FBI have one thing in common. They've either misled Congress or they've lied under oath to, to a federal investigator or they've claimed amnesia. Um, and when you look at Lois Lerner and the IRS, or you can look at, I mean, it, leaves, it reaches the level of absurdity. We have the Duchess of Sussex and Montecito lecturing us on white microaggressions against black people. And we've had this tragedy in Memphis. It was a horrible beating where five African-American officers in rogue fashion killed an innocent African-American. And yet the, the police chief is black. The assistant police chief is black. 60% of the force is black. Nearly 70% of Memphis is black. And yet we have Van Jones, a recent recipient of a $100 million Bezos Prize, lecturing America that this is proof of racism. So these are revolutionary ideas that come from the people who are very, very wealthy. Amazing. The, uh, the establishment is the problem right now, as opposed to 20, 30 years ago when it was the anti-establishment that was trying to make change. Uh, and go ahead, Bill. Well, I was going to say, and they're trying to change their colors again. I don't like to use that phrase, but... You know, the, the white people, oh, systemic uh, white racism and all of this stuff, and mm -hmm. the Democrats are the all-embracing party. Well, they lost pretty big time uh, in the midterms here, and they see it failing, and now they're trying to reposition themselves. They've been floating it around that they are now becoming the party of the uh, the minority majority. <laughs> and what does that mean if you look it up? Uh, that means... That they're the party, the party of uh, the yes. educated and uneducated white people. Well, wait a minute. You just admitted by saying that you're the racist. Well, it's it's like they used to say, baffle them with BS. Okay. Yeah, you know, baffle look, them with BS. A snake in the grass is a snake in the grass, and this is an evil snake that's uh, slithering around. Don't listen to it. The thing that got me about what he just said was he said. Five of the last FBI directors lied to Congress. Five. And then yeah. he said Lois Lerner. Look what she did. IRS director. Right. Um, no consequences. They don't pay any, any price. But yet, if you happen to be one of the stupid people who got their, their picture taken walking through the Capitol on January 6th of uh, 2021... You, you're probably spending your time right now in the Washington Gitmo and have been for a while and have had no legal recourse. So you're in jail and you better get used to it. And in the meantime, five of the uh, FBI directors who lied to Congress, well, they're, they're spending their pensions right now. They're relaxing mm -hmm. and, and spending their pension. 
he talked about wokeism in our in our government. I was reading an article where the Border Patrol was issued pamphlets about BLM and Black Lives Matter. A B, I'm sorry, Black Lives Matter and the. Let me see. What, let me get this absolutely right. Uh, Biden administration distributing black resistance flyers to Border Patrol agents for Black History Month. Haven't we done the Black History Month enough? I know that probably sounds insensitive and very uh, uh, against the the tide, but in all honesty, friends, uh, I th- I think if you're going to bring uh, another culture, I mean, bring a minority up to the level of equality, you got to stop pointing out that it was once an, a, a minority. You got to make them make them part of the of the whole, so to speak. And we're not doing that right now. Every every year in February, we have a Black History Month, which reminds the entire society that the black part of our population is a minority, and they still need our help and support. And you should know more about them. And what I'm saying, you know, but what I'm saying, you know Bill, how- let me let me finish. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. that you cannot. You cannot uh, keep doing this in a society. You don't have a white history month because the white is the majority. The blacks in our society are equal members of our society, and they should be treated as such. And we shouldn't be looking down at them every every year in February like, oh, it's black. It's so it's so phony. All of these different media operations doing it's black history month on such and such a channel. It's black history month. Hey. We know that the blacks are an equal and important member of our society and should be treated as such. And they know it too. And by pointing it out, you are doing more of a disservice, in my estimation, than a service. That's just my, my humble point of view. What do you think, Bill? Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, opportunities for black people, and I'm not saying there are black people that are still living under, you know, the poverty level. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them, though. You know, you, you can drive through uh, every major city. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and find the slums. But there are white people in there, too, in those slums yeah. that, that, that the society has left behind because we haven't educated them properly. And life didn't, it, it just dropped them off there, and that's it. Right. But there are, there are more wealthy black people now than there has ever been. Uh, and there have been created opportunities for black people. And as far as the the base of the population, they're no longer a minority minority. They have, they're actually uh, damn near 50% of the population. The white people will become technically the minority within probably the next decade. When the uh, Italians came to our country, many of them were very dirt poor and couldn't speak our language and were relegated to certain segments, certain sections of, of major cities, the Italian neighborhood. And they were given no special attention. They were given nothing but uh, uh, the possibility of success in their future. That's all they were given. and They, they were given a dream. And they seized that dream for the most part and they became welcomed and important members of our society. So the same has happened with it with the uh, a lot of our Asian minorities in this country. They have become doctors and engineers and scientists, and the same is happening with our black community. 
But mm-hmm. in, in the in the case of the black community, our media keeps putting them down. Our media, the woke media, keeps reminding the world that the poor black uh, members of our society uh, need more help, are less capable of achieving. And what I'm saying is I, I'm of the belief that they are, in many cases, uh, superior. I mean, they're great athletes because they put their minds to it, not because they have something in their DNA. It's because it's an opportunity to get they out work of poverty. For it. They work their tails off and become successful. That's why they succeed in athletics. And, you know, there are a lot of smart black people who are in, in, in engineering and in medicine and in law. And we don't hear about those people. You know, I'm just tired of the media separating us. That's what it all boils down to. Well, it does, but they separate for a reason. And they need to get off this black kick. Then they'll get on the Asian kick. Then they'll get on the, well, we've got the the, the immigrants coming across the border. They'll get on that kick. And the reason that they do it, and it's done by the politicians, and particularly one party in, in, in particular uh, that does that, there's money yeah. in having a minority group <laughs> and keeping them down. There Very is good. money in it. Yes. And there's Absolutely. power in it to get elected. So they are so used to putting down the black people and, you know, repressing them that, you know, it's a meal ticket for some well, white you- senator from uh, the state of Alabama uh, or uh, Delaware, uh, Delaware, where uh, Joe Biden, yeah, look, you know, uh, a racist is a racist. No matter when I what hear you say that, I, I think of guys like, uh, what do they call them, uh, racial pimps, uh, guys like Al Sharpton, who has made a career out of dividing people and, and claiming that they've been a victim. Al Sharpton has made millions by keeping people at Pimping each out other. his own race. Exactly right. Guys like uh, Jesse Jackson, you know. Uh, I don't. I don't believe that Dr. Martin Luther King would have been that way had he lived. No, he believed no, not at all. He believed in the content of your character, not the color of your skin. He was he was a giant, and and that's of course why I think the deep state took him out because he was a giant and they didn't know how to handle him. And um, yeah, because at some point in time, his dream would have been that we all be equal, absolutely. And white and black get along together. Well, that would have been a great thing, and it is a great well, thing. And uh, but <laughs> it, there's no money in it. There's no power in it. Do you remember back in the '90s? In the '90s, it was getting so that we were starting to really live in equality. I felt, I felt that it, it, there was no difference, and it did. You know, a lot of the things that were taboo back in the '50s and '60s had been had been uh, eliminated from our society. We were becoming uh, homogenized, you know? I mean, we were, we were becoming a one nation under God. And then back in the 2000s, we got a guy named Barack Hussein Obama. You would have thought that because he was the first black president, you would have thought that he would have been a shining example of all the good in our country, all of the the efforts that we made to become what we, you know, that one nation. He then became president and started to what? Divide us. He started to divide us. And he he still does it to this day. He comes on TV last week with Michelle. 
after that shooting in Memphis and talks about how the the blue the police have got to uh, go, go through some kind of reform. The police have got to go through reform. This is a guy who has security everywhere he goes, who yeah. lives in a $10 million house in Martha's Vineyard, who's had everything given to him in society. He's never really earned it. And he talks about how the police have got to go through reform. He wants to yeah. divide us. He is, he, he's one of the biggest racists there are. And so is Michelle. You know, when she speaks out about everything, I forget what the topic was a few weeks ago. Oh, it was the uh, the thing in Memphis. Yeah, and and she's saying that it's a it's a problem of uh, rich white people. Wait a minute, this was a black and black crime. Oh, but I know. It's a white person's fault, and I'm sitting there going, Michelle, <laughs> you know, wake up and smell the roses because you know you're no better than I am, and I'm no better than you. And we got to get along in this world because God's not looking down favorably on the racism and spewing that out there is the wrong thing to do. Let's just figure out the problem and fix it. But no, let's divide the people. That's what they want to do. She is a racist. This is and the, I will call her a racist to her face. This is the president who, when he left office, instead of going off to his estate somewhere in some distant uh, part of our country— he moved about eight blocks away to uh, a, a house that he had fully renovated, and they put a skiff in it. I guess he's mm -hmm. one of the only presidents who—I guess uh, President Trump has a skiff now, too, but that's in Mar-a-Lago. His was built eight blocks away in Washington, and he still has his fingers in what's going on. There's many people believe that he's still the guy pulling the strings. In the well, Biden he may administration. Be, but I, I, I think there's a problem. There's there's a rift between him and Joe. And Joe is is believing in his own press clippings. You know, they, they came out last week and they said that Joe, Joe has is the greatest president in our lifetime and beyond. As a matter of fact, he's three times more popular and more successful than Barack Obama. Now, I'm not saying Barack was a good president. He wasn't really, if you look at the numbers, he wasn't, but the statement and perception of the American public yeah, uh, of what Barack did and, uh, you know, where he was and to say Joe is way above that and hell, Joe's better than Kennedy and uh, yeah. everybody. And any president who will be elected in the future. <laughs> you know, and Joe, Joe was the guy that lied back in the 80s and then he finally came back and said, yeah, I lied about this. I lied about that. I did some stupid things, and I'll continue to do some stupid things. Yeah. Well, he proved it with a balloon. You know, he's going to go down in history as the president that shot down a balloon. Well, I'll give you an idea of what uh, Steve Bannon thinks of Biden. I want you to listen to this. Steve Bannon was on his show, I believe this was yesterday, and he was talking about uh, – uh, well, where we are with the balloon and what's happening with the balloon and why the balloon even exists and what, what uh, Biden is doing about it. Listen to, at the very end, what he calls, what he calls, Ban uh, what he calls Biden. Joe Biden and the Biden regime knew about this spy balloon crossing the airspace into the Aleutian Islands no later than NLT, no later then early on Saturday, the 28th of January. Get your number two pencil out, write that date down. The 28th of January. As we know now, 
that's what they've already fessed up to. They intended, this is what Tom Cotton said, they intended to never reveal this to the people of the United States in order to let Blinken get on that plane and get over there and kowtow to, to, to Xi. Particularly, do you think it's random that that uh, meeting, which could have been sent at any time, do you think it's random that he was going to leave on Friday, basically afternoon, you would get there Sunday morning, the way the time zones work, and then have start the meetings in the afternoon? Do you think it's random that the House um, inquiry into, into Hunter Biden's laptop starts on Wednesday morning? Do you think it was random that this meeting was set up so he could talk about the great relations they have and you're going you're gonna to hurt the relationships? They hid, they hid this information, and I believe you're going to find out if the Republicans ask the tough and right questions. According to Austin and Millie, because remember they had the big deal about Austin's over in Philippines and cutting this base deal. He had to get up in the middle of the night. I think Austin was Wednesday... February 1st. The president didn't make a decision to quote unquote shoot it down or do whatever until the, it was outed on Friday. They hid from the American people if it had not been from an individual at the Billings Gazette walking out because a buddy told him, I think we got a UFO that, that, that's out there. If it had not been that, they would have hid the entire thing. Knowing it, they would have hid it from the American people, let it traverse, not just traverse the continent, but stay there, I think, for a day or two around the ICBM launch fields in north-central Montana. As you can tell from, we ought to pull that up later, you can tell from the, the pattern it had. The inquiry on this has to be immediate. This is, think about it for a second. They impeached Trump over some phone call with the with the with the poison dwarf Zelensky. They they impeached him over that. This is an absolute. This is a high crime and a misdemeanor. And this must get. We must find out. Like who knew what on Saturday the twenty eighth, and was that the first time? Because I happen to believe it was earlier than that. But even even be that as it may, let's just go with Saturday the 28th. Who knew it? Did the Pentagon know it? Did they tell Austin? Why is Austin sitting there having a conference call with Millie and everybody in the middle of the night in Manila? I think on the 1st, the following Wednesday, correct? When this was then, they came back to the president and said, don't shoot it down. That, that, you know, because it may, you know, there's, there, there's so many, uh, it's so concentrated in Montana, in eastern Montana. We had Rosendale on here Saturday. It's so concentrated in eastern Montana, you know, it may fall on uh, the South 40 there, which is all a lie. This was done by the CCP to humiliate the United States, to let the citizens of the United States know you're not safe anywhere. We can do what we want, and your government, your illegitimate regime will not stand up to us. Think about it. They flood us with fentanyl and the CCP COVID-19 virus. These are biological weapon, and they flood us with fentanyl nonstop in a second opium war. There, I've said this. The third world war has started. I have said this now for years. It's unrestricted warfare, and thereafter, the Chinese Communist Party considered the American citizens an existential threat to the dictatorial regime, and they've bribed half the people in this city and on Wall Street, and in Silicon Valley, and in the, the global corporations. They're all, all kowtow. Look at Morning Joe right there. MS, NBC goes over and kisses their ass with the frickin' uh, Olympics. 
NBC's in bed with the Chinese Communist Party. This is why you have all that talk on Morning Joe. Oh, it's so it's so irresponsible. It's so performative. They never know what happened during Trump. Oh, it happened all the time. What are we doing? This is not the way mature nations work. You're right. A mature nation would not have traitors. Joe Biden is a traitor. He's a traitor. And if McConnell and his gang of eight don't start, and the inquiries don't start today to get to the bottom of this, this is a Sputnik moment. This is a Sputnik moment. You know, it's interesting. People poo-poo Steve Bannon. You have to remember, he was a presidential advisor. He was in the yeah, he White was. House. He's not a, mm-hmm. And he's not a dumb guy. He is, he's no. a smart guy, and uh, I happen to agree with him. Everything he said just there, uh, just then, um, I, I think it's the, the truth. We're compromised. The Chinese have us in the palm of their hand, and they're letting they us know us. it. Pardon? They own us. They do. They do, Bill. You know, we talked about the electrical grid. They can shut us down in a heartbeat, and I think they're going to. Uh, I think in the next two years, uh, you know, you're already seeing signs of the decay and the rot of America, you know, with our food supply, with the economy that's doing so well. Oh, by the way, Joe is going to tout that we created in January, uh, you know, uh, uh, a gain of 517,000 jobs. Yeah. Actually, the real number is we lost. 2.5 2.5 million jobs in January. Just remember that. That's a true fact. You go to Austin, Texas, you've got people that were normally okay people. Mm-hmm. They're fighting in dumpsters over thrown away food and waste because that's how bad things have gotten. And you go back to, um, oh, the riots that, that we had and you know when they were burning down cities, yeah. including yeah. Uh, Portland, Oregon. And now the succession movement uh, is making progress in uh, the state of Oregon. I saw uh, that. Where a a major portion of it, over half of the state wants to succeed into Idaho and let let the liberals have their vast wasteland. I think it's Iowa. I think they want to go into Iowa. I could be wrong. No, it says uh, Idaho. Does it say Idaho? Well, I know it's one of those. I, like, like, I, like, I, no, I, I knew where you were going with that. That's true. I'm phonetically just saying Idaho. But the, you know, one of the one of the counties that wants to secede isn't even like most of them are all connected. They're all part of the. But yeah. one of the, one of them is like an outlier. It's like we want to go to. I don't care where we are in the state. Just get the hell out of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, Anywhere but here. But well, Fetterman is in the news, by the way. You know, he was driving along, or maybe he was being driven along, and I hope he's not driving with his condition. Yeah. But, you know, he wanted to give a democratic moment, a democratic thought. And and his comment was, let's make sure everyone has clean, safe, clean drinking work. Of course. I, I, I actually had the audio, but I did want to play it because I didn't want to, you know, come down too hard on the guy. Oh, no, he deserves everything he gets. He didn't win the election. You you know that. But, you know, the but then again, you know, Joe won by a landslide. People say, what are you talking about? You know, he won. No, no, he did. This happened in Pennsylvania. And we all remember what Pennsylvania did, especially Philadelphia and Pittsburgh in the 2020 election. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
So we have another spy balloon, which no one's talking about, coming out of uh, Latin America, supposedly mm-hmm. heading to our southern border, but nobody's talking about it. And you know what they're not talking about, Bill? No one has come up with a good answer is that one that we supposedly shot down, the one that we saw video of it over Billings, Montana. This is while the first one now had moved on to Kansas City. This was, I guess, on Friday night. You go online, friends. Do some research. You'll see it. There's a yeah. contrail. Now, you do some research, too, because, you know, the, now they're saying, well, there might, they might have been armed. Well, there could be a, there could have been a crew in these things, too. We're not being told the truth. We're never going to be told the truth. And we do know we've connected the dots. The dots are out there, not Bill and Jim saying it. Yeah. It's, it's the simple fact that Joe is compromised. He is getting money from China. He got money from the Ukraine. That guy's got deep pockets lined with foreign money. And you know that's what I don't get, all Bill? there is to it. What I don't get, they said, well, the explosives that were on the uh, the balloon were probably for a self-destructive mode so that if the Chinese wanted to blow it up, uh. they could. But here's the question I have. Um, if, if there were explosives on that balloon, uh, they have to probably be sent by a radio signal of some kind to self-destruct. Couldn't we have? Couldn't we have blown it up with their own self-destructing? We we have uh, ways of running through a series of frequencies to find the right one and blow it up. Yeah, that's if we could detect the balloon because apparently we can't. And you know, but those balloons they're, they're safe. I mean, now now the Chinese yeah. and, and the pictures are there. You can go on the internet and look at it. Just last year they were doing a test of that very same balloon that had hanging from it three three hypersonic nuclear missiles. Now, they just wanted to see if they could carry them so that they could carry them to a place secretly, covertly, and then launch them. So imagine that you had hypersonic missiles that were concealed under that thing or within. Well, who's to say there wasn't launched. a weapon on it that could have been used already in that trip that came across our country? Would have been. I mean, we never know. We could have had a. They could have planted something that goes off later. But you know, you ask one general. We didn't know that those things were flying over. And another general. Yeah, we did. We just didn't want to tell anybody. All right. Who's the idiot? Who's the liar? Because hey, both of you guys need to go right now. Any of any of these guys who are charged with defending our country should be removed. Period. Well, you know what? I I think they need to go. They they've earned their citizenship in China. Now get the hell out of here, because if you're not going to sit there and live up to your oath of defending our nation, yeah. you know, then uh, I've got no use for you. I mean, if I did something like that, they, would, they wouldn't they would even give me the boat. They would drop kick me out into the ocean and say, swim, buddy, don't, don't swim this way. Well, you know, th- this is ridiculous. Again, I have a list here of, of, of air bases that it went over. Uh, we read the list yesterday. I mean, Camp Lejeune, Fort Bragg, and uh, Pope Air Force Base, and McGee Tyson Air National Guard, uh, St. Louis uh, Army Human Resources Center. I mean, it goes on and on. Whiteman Air Force Base, all these places. And what I found interesting, I heard this uh, on one of the programs, they didn't just pass over these uh, forts. They would go to a fort, and then they would loiter because they could control them. And they would loiter mm-hmm. over the fort. Sometimes they would loiter for like eight hours. So they weren't just looking down and waving at people. 
they were doing something for eight hours. If they were loitering over one of our forts, we have uh, got to get our heads out of our uh, deep and dark uh, inner resources, okay? I mean, we have got to start waking up. We've got to start acting like uh, the country that we tell the world we are. Well, the, yeah, and you know, the news now is that, well, you know, they did this last year in Hawaii. We have military bases in Hawaii. Hawaii is very close to, well, Japan and China. So yeah. what were they mapping there, volcanoes? Well, I mean, we have Pearl Harbor, which still is an active uh, naval base. Damn right it is. Yep. Hingham Field is still, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, in operation. These are all places you would think those places would be very sensitive to uh, spying, especially yeah. considering what happened in 1941 uh, at those uh, places. We, and, you know, if we wanted to have first strike capabilities, Hawaii would be the best place to put missiles. But if we do have them there, they probably know where they are. You heard what happened. Someone said that uh, a... Oh, I think it was a balloon flew into Turkey last year, and they mm -hmm. took it down in 17 seconds. 17 well, you know, seconds. Sophisticated country there. They yeah. know there's they 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 know their borders. They have borders. Yes. And they have air boundaries too. We Joe is done away with all of that because we got to have open borders. We need the labor. Yeah, we need the laborers. And don't think for one and second. And the child trafficking, too. Don't think for one Oh, my God, Bill, yeah. Don't think for one second that the fact that they took it, they took the balloon down over the ocean was a good thing. The job was done. The, they had performed their duty. They had flown over all of these bases. They had sent their information to, uh, to receivers somewhere on the globe. The information was uh, passed along to the Chinese. They've got it now. And they, the, the balloon wasn't necessary anymore. And I'm sure that Biden was given orders, if you want to take it down, take it down over, over the water after it's done its job. Wait. And let us retrieve it because they don't want us to do a forensic analysis of it because then we'll know what they took. Right, exactly. And if we know that, it's an act of war. Well, let me ask you a question. What is one of the worst things that you should put electronics in? Salt water. Mm -hmm. Salt water corrodes. It, it, it just destroys electronics. I'm sure, though, that, you know, like, a, like the, uh, the, the proverbial black box, which is always an orange box in a plane, um, the, they're made to uh, go into water in depths. You would, you, know? you would think that, but in all honesty, I don't know. I, I truly don't know. I, I, I think that uh, they probably figured if you take it down, take it down over the Atlantic Ocean right? Uh, so that uh, the instrumentation can be destroyed and nothing can come back to you and, uh, and to us. It'll Yeah, well, that, that they want to cover their tracks, and, uh, and I'm sure that's my hunch. You know, that meeting in New York, a personal business, Yeah, but they win an Air Force One. Yeah, we'll be flying in the big plane that says Air Force One, you know. Yeah. We won't be hard to miss. Yeah, it's a personal meeting, and the news media stay away from this because then we'd see who his handlers were. And Joe Joe is he's a bought and paid for we've, president. We've got to start uh, acting like uh, the leader of the free world again 
and and not some woke, uh, touchy-feely, sensitive, ridiculous uh, waste of space like we are. We're acting like right now. I mean, this administration has destroyed us. I mean, look, at the, we talk about this all the time, but the borders, forget it. I mean, we have no border anymore. None. It, it's, it's so depressing to see our country disintegrate because this this traitor in the White House is doing what he's doing. And you can't call him anything else. If he were a president who loved our country like he says he loves the country, like he'll talk about tonight, he would have the most solid borders and he would be fighting against uh, the drugs coming into our country. He would be standing up. For, he would be Donald Trump. That's what well, he would what have be. We learned, what have we learned since the new year? We don't have a border system. He doesn't want borders. As a matter of fact, uh, we're in the top three um, trafficking nations when it comes to children trafficking Awful. for sex trade in the world, and we're number one at importing them. Oh my! Now God. we 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 know that. We know uh, just here in the past week that it's been going on since he's been in the White House. All these balloons that our our defense, our strategic systems and everything about us is compromised thanks to these balloons coming in and spying. There's not one thing about us that is secret and protected anymore. We know that now that the cartel is officially in Billings, Montana. They're in Montana. They are heavily armed. The murder rate in Montana is three times that of New York City. So now they don't even have to worry about drugs coming across the border. No, hell, we got them right here inside the good old U.S. of A. So we've got that going on. I mean, you know, the list of atrocities are just mounting. And there's something else I was thinking about. But On January you know. 6th we, of, of 2021, uh, we were supposed to, Trump offered to put ten to 20,000 troops around the Capitol to, mm-hmm. to protect the Capitol and the people inside. And Nancy Pelosi said, no, we don't need it. It sends the wrong image. Well, she did it intentionally. We know that. But tonight, for the State of the Union, a fence is being put up around the Capitol building in Washington ahead of President Biden's State of the Union address tonight, despite Democrats halting construction of the wall on the southern border. So the same people who don't want us to build a wall uh, along the Mexico-Texas-Arizona border want to have a wall put around the Capitol so that Joe and company can be protected tonight. Yeah, you know, Joe's got a big security wall and fence around all of his properties. What, five of them he has yep. uh, that he made on a senator's salary, yep. a vice president's sal- salary, and the presidential sal- salary, uh, which does not equate to what he he owned before he got into office and what he's got now. He is a bot and paid for president, and it ain't going to get any better, friends. It's only going to get worse. Okay, I got one story we should end our program with. A 75-year-old man who identifies as a woman recently won an election to become the chairman of the Rhode Island Democratic Women's Caucus. I'm not making this stuff up, friends. I'll I'll repeat that again. A 75-year-old man who identifies as a woman recently won an election to become the chairman or chairperson of the Rhode Island Democratic Women's Caucus. I have one thing to say. Boy, 
boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies. You have to laugh, friend, otherwise you'll cry, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, but we're only talking about Mr. Rogers' neighborhood because in Joe Biden's neighborhood. <laughs> How true. And with that, friend, so we're going to bid you adieu. Uh, you can call us at 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. And mail at itsanotherday.com or mail at crnamerica.com. Just send us a letter. Oh, you know what? We we did get a bunch of mail uh, on uh, mail at itsanotherday.com. They were all, you're crazy, man. What kind of idiot are you? And I'm going, those are compliments because those are Democratic robots. And I'm like going, it was all over the balloon stuff, you know, that we were talking about. I'm going like, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We'll back in the morning. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I need a jelly roll, baby. Well, I need with, some Demerol, man. with that, we're going to bid you adieu and we'll, uh, we'll do it again tomorrow, okay? I got to go check my Viva email. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I just left the building. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>